What's the cheapest electric vehicle in the U.S. right now? And which countries are in the most on track to meet Paris climate goals? Welcome to the Climate Recap from the Beckersphere Climate Corner, your go-to place for international and U.S.-based climate news. I'm Becky Hogue, a science writer. Today is Friday, June 3rd. Let's jump right into the news you need to start your day. Let's start with a climate event. Southern California imposed mandatory water cutbacks as this state faces its driest conditions in recorded history. This means about 6 million people in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, and Ventura counties are limited to watering outside plants to once a week. This is the most extreme mandatory cutback California has ever issued. On to some climate victories. I mentioned yesterday that the offices of Deschute Bank and its subsidiary DWS were raided during an investigation into greenwashing. Well, the DWS CEO just resigned, though the company denies any wrongdoing. The raids were triggered by a former executive who claimed that DWS exaggerated climate and environment credentials of certain funds. Over to the private sector, there's a Slack channel growing in popularity called Work on Climate that helps people quit their jobs to do something that relates to climate action. Two former Google employees started the channel after quitting to focus on climate. Now, the group has grown to over 8,500 people who mostly work in the design and tech industry. Many have started working together to form their own small businesses, like Agen, a small lightweight solar robot that can automatically weed farms without chemical intervention. That was created by a software engineer and a former Tesla engineer. The community offers resources for newcomers on topics relating to climate policy and technology. Then there's groups in it where people can dive deeper into topics. Here's a quote from a woman who utilized the Slack channel to switch career paths from healthcare to forestry. Quote, I used work on climate initially to learn about industries within the climate space that aligned with what I was looking for, something that was a broad environmental but also cultural and wildlife impact. Once I honed in on forestry, I started to cruise the jobs channel to identify companies, research them, and seek out roles at the ones that resonated with me. If this is of interest to you, definitely check it out. Now for a little car news. General Motors' Buick brand announced that it will debut its first electric vehicle in 2024 and will only produce electric vehicles in the North American fleet by 2030. GM also dropped its Chevy Bolt price down to $26,595, making it the cheapest EV in the U.S. now. Looking at the U.S. government, the Federal Emergency Management Administration, or FEMA, launched a new initiative to modernize building codes to improve resilience to extreme weather events. It applies to new construction and rebuilding efforts. The National Institute of Building Sciences found that for every dollar spent on modernizing homes, it will save the communities $11. It will also reduce a lot of emissions from the building sector, equivalent to what about 195 million gas-powered cars emit in a year. The codes ensure that homes have roofs that can withstand hurricane winds, construction materials that are resilient to flood damage, and insulation that helps keep home temperatures neutral. Federal agencies will use $225 million from the infrastructure bill to support energy code adoption, enforcement, training, and technical assistance at the state and local level. Now on to some climate fails. There's an index by Yale and Columbia called the Environmental Performance Index that tracks how well countries are doing to reduce emissions. Only a handful of the 180 countries scored are on track to meet Paris Climate Accord targets. 
or at least close to them. The universities determined each country's rank based on 40 performance indicators across 11 areas, including biodiversity, water resources, and climate migration. The universities have been keeping track of this index for the last two decades. Here's the top 10 countries, so the countries that are the most on track. From 10 to 1, we have Iceland, Switzerland, Austria, Slovenia, Luxembourg, Sweden, Malta, Finland, the United Kingdom, and Denmark. So I guess well done to Denmark, the UK, and Finland. You are doing the least bad. But what about the top five emitters? Well, Japan, the fifth largest emitter, is at number 25. Russia, the fourth largest emitter, is at number 112. India, the third largest emitter, is dead last at number 180. The U.S., the second largest emitter, is at number 43. And China, the top emitter, is at number 160. So not ideal for any of them. If I didn't mention your home country, the source list is linked below. Meanwhile, a new paper called Avoid in Central Asian Research, Climate Change was published in the journal Central Asian Survey. As the title suggests, it states that there's a major lack in climate change research in Central Asia, even though the area is warming faster than the global average. The area is experiencing glacial melts, unreliable river flows, and increased drought, resulting in increased migration, disrupted food systems, and greater resource competition. The researchers determined that the same research gaps determined in 2014 have not improved. A particularly bad gap is the intersection between climate change and poverty, food insecurity, and public health. Another gap is the public perception of climate risk in that area. And there's even less data on the potential human impacts of extreme weather. Those are some pretty big gaps. If anyone is looking for a thesis topic, uh, check the study. And investment in mining worldwide is lagging behind where it needs to be for us to have all we need to transition to clean energy fast enough to be at net zero by 2050, according to the Bank of America. The report shows that capital spending has averaged $99.5 billion over the last decade, which is not nearly enough. They note that innovative technology and recycling will help reduce the amount of mining needed. While the nickel and copper shortage is well known, the bank notes that over two dozen others are short. I mean, Bank of America, if you moved your funding from fossil fuels over to mining, maybe that would be helpful. Just saying. Anyways, let's end with one more piece of news. The U.S. House Republicans, who call themselves the Energy, Climate, and Conservation Task Force, introduced a six-point climate change strategy on what they would do if they got power after the midterms. The six pillars are unlock America's resources, beat China and Russia, let America build, build resilient communities, and conservation with a purpose. Okay, I'm with you so far. They've only released the first pillar so far, so let's see what that first one says. Quote, Under the Biden administration, this is the first sentence, Under the Biden administration, we have seen record increases in energy prices coupled by inflation. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely going to want to do a video on this because uh, I can already tell I'm going to have a lot to talk about with this. So expect a video on the Beckosphere YouTube channel on me reacting to the U.S. House Republicans climate plan either today or tomorrow. 
And that was your climate news for Friday, June 3rd. If you like the work I do, please follow this podcast, give it a five-star rating, leave a review, and consider checking out the Bexphere Climate Corner YouTube channel. Remember to talk about the climate crisis every single day and to support your local news organizations. Bye for now.